welcome everybody to the Last Lap Podcast. I'm your host Andrew Pearson, welcoming you to the final race podcast in this inaugural season of Marbula One. Tonight, as there's so much to cover, I'm joined by our season analyst Daza Gunderson tonight, but with no other special guests. But only for this episode, so please keep tuned in, as there's going to be more to come from the last lap once we finish tonight. So welcome, Darren. And I hope all of our audience tunes in to see me in my new series, Marble Come Dine With Me, premiering this Thursday. Subtle, Darren. Subtle. Well, we guess we've got to start with the only thing that we can start with is congratulations to the Savage Speeders, winning everything, it seems, in Marbula One. Drivers and team standings by the end of uh, the race at Midnight Bay. Dramatic from qualifying onwards. I have to say, uh, I think uh, looking at the fans' reactions after the race, the Savage Speeders, you know, maybe congratulating themselves, but I don't think they've won too many hearts and minds despite winning all of the titles. No, that's probably a fair assessment, actually. Uh, hashtag Savage Cheaters was flying wildly around Twitter and Discord and uh, on the uh, YouTube channel for the uh, race. It was not a great look, really, if you were the Savage Speeders for the second time this season, taking advantage of uh, you know missteps happening during qualif- qualifying. The first time they were uh, blocking another opponent, and this time they seem to get the benefit of starting earlier out of the gates with no no seeming penalty uh, being raised by JMC. Uh, they released a statement saying that they felt that there was no advantage to be gained, uh, that the um, the times through the first sector didn't show that there was uh, any particular gain from being released early, but. Well, half a second clear, really, pretty much over the uh, the next closest competitor, who was again, you know, sort of half a second ahead of the marble behind, seems to suggest that you know they got something out of it. Well, I'm I'm not one to cast aspersions on teams at the best of times. Do you know what I mean? Uh, hard racing is hard racing, and we've seen Savage Speed is guilty of well, not guilty of, but you know they've they've definitely been. Uh, rough in some of their overtaking manoeuvres which is not always a fan favourite tactic in these kind of sports but it's totally legitimate I kind of feel that you know JMC might have gotten it wrong on this one I'd have rather have seen them redo their lap with the proper you know on track conditions that everybody else had you just can't tell what uh, what benefits they might have gotten uh, in the rest of the lap just by following on uh, at the distance that they were it wasn't like uh, poor old uh, uh, Pulsar, who who came right up behind the Savage Beaters and lost so much time just coming off of the uh, the belt. Uh, I think I'd have rather seen them do their run again. And, you know, let's not go into the race with everybody, you know, looking at the Savage Beaters all squint-eye. I suppose it's fair to say that actually on race day, they didn't put a foot wrong realistically, only losing the uh, the lead of uh, the race on one lap and actually pretty much cruising to that uh, that victory. By lap six, they had nearly a two-second lead over the uh, team in second um, and they maintained that, that lead, not of two seconds, but they, they, they stayed ahead right until the final lap. Um, do you think that was a good tactic from them, like sprinting out ahead um, and then waiting for the other marbles having to fight to get back in? to second place to try and then catch them up from there? It's good race management is what that is. Somebody's looked ahead, analysed the track and seen that, you know, compared to a lot of the other tracks, there were not a lot of places to overtake uh, on this racetrack. So they knew that the race was going to be more processional in comparison. Uh, so they took advantage that as soon as they could, built a big lead and let everybody else fight it out in the pack behind them. Uh, by that point, they could take their foot off the gas coming into the last two or three laps. And, we, you know, we saw uh, you know, Mallard make a great run at them, 
but it's such a lot of energy to expend, lap after lap after lap, knowing that you're not necessarily overtaking, you're just trying to close in on the marble in front, uh, you know, and then you've still got to get past. It's, it's not an easy task at the best of times, and, and definitely not on this track. I, I think they played it absolutely beautiful, and there's, there's no denying that, uh, you know, they won the race on their own merits. Well, speaking of Mallard, they had a ding-dong battle with the Snowballs uh, in those last closing few moments, really. Uh, probably what cost uh, them the chance at the win, or even probably the Snowballs at the chance of the win. The Both teams were fighting to uh, to gain places over teams around them. Um, you know, Snowballs could have overtaken the Rangers into third place had they been able to uh, to, to, to make that leap. Um, they did, did well enough getting the fastest lap. Um, these two teams, you know, a disappointing race in terms of, you know, they they didn't get the win, couldn't snatch the win from the speeders, but a, a good race all around for for them to show off their skills ahead of the next season. There's a reason why the Green Ducks have turned out to be one of this season's you know most well supported new teams, uh, and I think we know what we're getting with the Snowballs. Um, the, you know, a good solid team, uh, capable of doing much more than I think they've shown this season. Um, I, overall, I, I think they can be pretty pleased with the season that they've had growing into the sport as they've come along. I think we've seen flashes of brilliance at times, and I think they'll only grow strength from strength in future seasons. And such a shame for Snow, because he really could have picked Speedy for the Drivers' Championship um, You know, with those extra points. It was very close right down to the end in the Drivers' Championship. Well, it was interesting, obviously, because Speedy winning the race in the last race was pretty much what cemented his place there. Um, I probably wouldn't have given him MVP of the season. I, I think there's been marbles that have shown a bit more... Uh, tenacity during some of the races but a clever and canny racer and and that's what it takes to get to the top in these kind of events well from one extreme to the other i guess we go from the uh, the top of the race leading pretty much every lap to the marble that well trailed behind everybody lap after lap i'm afraid uh, sublime from the limers dead last the entire race uh, only equaling the feet of um uh, i th- I uh, think it was was it uh, Prim from from uh, Team Primary who who led every race of one of the uh, one of the races. Um, just a terrible result all round, really, to finish off the season, especially after having that uh, horrible stoppage in the short circuit. Um, what happened? Total ruin the headlights. Uh, I think that stoppage at the short circuit is pretty much broken. Sublime. Uh, I'm surprised they let. Uh, they let him finish the race uh, or finish the season sorry in that race uh, I probably would have benched and uh, you know had Lumline come in and, and take over for you know at least one race uh, them's the breaks I, I, I guess um, you know I'd I'd really hope to see better from them next season if they can retain their place and at this point I don't know if I would you know really uh, really keep them on in the team well, we can actually cross live now uh, to the Limers. We uh, we have their coach uh, on standby with uh, roving reporter Ian. Ian, are you there? Uh, yes, hello, Andrew. I am here with the coach of the Limers. Um, sir, uh, can you tell me, how are you feeling after that uh, particularly poor result in the race and the fact that you were uh, overtaken by your fierce rivals, the Raspberry Racers, in the final race of the season? I don't want to talk about it. Um, sorry, uh, can, can you expand on that a little bit, please? Uh, you know, you are live on the air. I don't want to. I want to go and have a drink. I'm so sad. Hmm. Oh, who's that? Oh, God, it's a load of Raspberry Races fans. Um, sorry, uh, Andrew, I think we might possibly need to uh, head back into the uh, studio. Oh, God, get me out of here. Raspberry, 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 Rasp
Yes, okay, okay, quickly, quickly, shut them off. Shut them off. Blimey. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, back to something close to normal. Um, let's talk about, uh, well, I feel very sorry for them after such an, an ex you know, sort of astounding race all season, looking like, you know, the champions elect coming into the race. The Hazers really, you know, finished the season on a bit of a damp squib, if we're completely honest. Um, they started with a poor qualifying, uh, tried their best in the race, but didn't really get anywhere close to the positions that they needed to trouble the Savage Speeders. Well, I would say that in you know, in contrast to the speeders, they probably didn't look at the track far enough ahead. Assumed that with the lead that they got, that they'd go in, you know, cruise to somewhere in the in the top of the points finishes, as they've been waiting to do throughout most of the season, and it just didn't happen for them. And, and you know, could it be a little bit of cockiness just just coming into play in the final you know the final stretch, taking their eye off of the uh, marble uh, and not really finishing in the places they would expect to finish. It's it's a sad day for all Hazers fans, that's for sure. But, you know, these things happen. This is sport. You've got to be, you know, focused on the finish line until you cross it, not expecting to, to cross it. And they tried so hard, realistically. They made up so many paces on the opening three laps and then it was just kind of back and forth there. Being caught in the middle of the pack really didn't give them um, the slingshots that they needed to go forward in the way that uh, you know say Mallard and Snowy were able to do from slightly more advantageous positions well in the same way that uh, you know Mallard was probably quite gassed at the end in his uh, attempt to try and catch uh, Speedy I think the same thing happened to the Hazers they they made all of their gains in the first few laps and then after that point it was just so hard for them to even maintain the position let alone gain them uh, that's what really cost them in the end well, and I guess then we kind of have to talk about the teams that sort of finished in and around the uh, the midfield, really, which was, uh, you know, the Thunderbolts, uh, Rojo Rollers, um, the, I guess the Arrangers, really, as well. Um, I think the Arrangers must be, you know, kicking themselves a little bit, feeling very, you know, very lucky that um, given that they had such a, you know, bad qualifying and a bad race as well, um, that they finished where they did. Nah, yeah. If any team can really consider themselves to be, you know, lucky, uh, other than the Savage Speeders for maybe getting away with that qualifying stunt, uh, it's the O-Rangers. Probably didn't really deserve that final third place in the standings. It was really all for uh, the Snowballs to take, but they got wrapped up in that battle with uh, Mallard, and, and that cost them in the end. Um, a, sh a shame for them, but, but good to see the O-Rangers on the podium. I know the fans are going to be very happy with that. And at the end of the day, that's what counts in the end, is that the fans enjoyed what they got to see. Uh, and I guess you can say over the course of a season, the O-Rangers might have slightly edged it. Uh, some good results uh, here and there, but I mean, not the most outstanding team uh, on the grid, but they did what they had to do and they got the points that they wanted to get. I've been spending time hanging out with both the Thunderbolts uh, and the uh, Rojo Rollers before this race, and I know they expected bigger things from this, realistically. Um, you know, I was hoping I could get them to have some special guest appearances on my show, uh, Thursday premiering, if you uh, remember correctly. Uh, but, yeah, do you know what I mean? I I I'm definitely expecting to see them come back next season with uh, more, to more to give, and, and give teams like the O-Rangers more, uh, more of a shove on. Oh, well, this is exciting. Uh, my producer has just let me know through my earpiece that we've actually got our, our first phone-in caller of the season. It's taken you long enough to get on with this, guys, but uh, thank you very much for organising it all the same. Um, so, we are going over to line one. Uh, hello, you are on the air. Hello? Hello? Am I on? Uh, yes, you're live on air now with uh, myself and uh, Darren. Oh, jeez. God, no. No, it can't be. Jazza, you 
scumbag. What do you think you're doing? Oh, come on now, Sharon, love. At least I don't really think this is the time or the place to be uh, calling in. Darren, where's the child support? I've been listening to you tell all these people about all these shows you're doing, hanging around with these teens across the world. Oh, come on now, love. You know that I've got to be putting my profile up whenever I can. Your profile? Seems like that's not the only thing you've been getting up. Exactly how much did you spend on these hookers partying with the speeders, huh? Now, now, those were not hookers. Those were promo girls. They're, they're there to, you know, uh, highlight the new season of my... Yeah, nah. How long did you have to promo in the hotel room with the midgets, the barbed wire, two kilos of Viagra? Hey, now, uh, that was only one time I required that and uh, the barbed wire was just... Darren, you slimy little goanna. You get me that money and you make sure you're here for the twins' birthday with presents or you're going to find all your trophies and medals living with the bin chickens. Okay, okay, I promise you I'll get the money to you tomorrow. Don't, don't throw my stuff out again. It's okay, Darren. I think she's hung up now. God save us from ex-wives. Well, two other people who probably feel that they are both uh, also scraping the bottle of the barrel with their lives at the moment. Uh, poor old Vesper and Mary uh, finishing the driver standing on nil point. No points scored across an entire season. Uh, even, I think, Sublime managed one point across the uh, whole entire season. And uh, look at the kind of races uh, he had at the end. Um, what's gone terribly, terribly wrong for these marbles? I don't know, do they all have vengeful ex-wives who want to turn their scrotums into Louis Vuitton purses? I'm going to go with a no on that one, Darren. I think really the question you've really got to be asking is, will we see these marbles next year? Both had really terrible seasons, they've achieved pretty much nothing across the, uh, the whole of the entirety of the season. Uh, Mary especially has come into constant criticism, and you've got to wonder whether it's really sensible to have a marble under so much scrutiny, uh, race after race. You, you know, is it better to bench her for a year, let her see how she feels, get her to take part in, you know, uh, the Marble League, which is coming up in June? Um, see how she does there, see whether she can pick herself up, and then reassess whether she's got a part in the team. And what about Vesper? And you're sure he definitely doesn't have an ex-wife? I am pretty sure. Well, at least with the Hornets, you knew that they were coming to this fairly fresh, without a lot of experience behind them. Uh, I think you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's just finding his footsteps at this stage. Uh, again, give them Marble League in June, see how they progress uh, through the competition, and then reassess whether his place in the team is valid or not. Uh, you know, th there's lots to come from a lot of these marbles. It it's very hard to give them, you know, just one season, boot them out, and then, uh, you know, consign them to a scrap heap, so to speak. It's not good for them mentally and it's not good for the team dynamic. As I say, going into Marble League in June. The Marble League in June? Crikey, you're right. The Marble League's in June. And we will be DMing Dion our PayPal address right away. Well, should we do a quick fire roundup of the uh, teams that we haven't mentioned so far, Dazza, just to finish off the show? Bonza idea. Let's go for it. Okay, first off, Team Galactic. Um, only team to win two races, uh, consistently inconsistent. They've uh, got a lot to work on to make sure that they can really challenge the top three next season, but I'm sure that they can do it. Team Mellow Yellow? Uh, um, solidly mid-pack, uh, need to work out what it is that their dynamic doesn't seem to cover at the moment. Uh, maybe swapping team members around and seeing what they can do when they come back next year. Everyone's favourite, Team Momo? 
game of two halves. Oh, no, wait, that's the wrong sport. Uh, a season of two halves. Uh, first half dismal, second half blinding. Um, if they could have started as fastly as they uh, finished, they probably could have gone on for the title win, I would have said. Team primary. Uh, Team of two halves uh, need to look at what it is that they're going to improve on one side uh, whilst improving what they had on the other. Balls of chaos. Uh, another team with astounding inconsistency won a race and then was never seen from again. Uh, probably need to look at their coaching staff. Their uh, tactics seem to be all over the place race to race. Uh, just need to look at a way of coming at each race in the way that it needs to be raced. The ever so noisy Raspberry Rangers. Uh, total overhaul, tear down and start again, I think. Uh, not quick in qualifying, not quick in the race, and not quick enough getting me a drink at the bar. And finally, the Rojo Rollers. Um, probably best advice, uh, see if they can dress red number three up as one of their own and get him to race for them. Ooh, very good answers, Darren. We'll let you uh, have a pick from our merch stand uh, for some gifts for the twins. But you don't have any merch. Exactly. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you very much to my guest, Darren Dazagunderson. For the love of God, everybody, tune into my new show on Thursday. I need the cash. And thank you to all our other guests who have been joining us all this season. Um, hopefully we'll see you all again at the next uh, season of Marbula One. As mentioned, though, this is not the end for the Last Lap podcast for the Marbula One season. We have other episodes still to come, uh, and we'd love you to tune in and see what surprise guests we are going to get onto the show. As of now, our plans are also to cover the Marble League when it starts in June. Yes, you heard it here first, folks, several times. Uh, the Marble League restarts in June, uh, so hopefully we'll be bringing you uh, episodes after each of the events. Uh, and again, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening every week. It's been an absolute pleasure bringing you the podcast, uh, and we hope that you'll stick with us uh, until the next episode. So again, thank you for everybody involved, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Andy again here with your uh, sign-off from this episode. Uh, thank you very much for all of your continued listenership, as I've already said. Um, it's been a real pleasure doing what we're doing, and we hope to bring you more and more episodes on marble racing, regardless of what the competition is. Uh, thank you very much to GGhost27 for all of his wonderful lap-by-lap uh, race charts, which have really helped us throughout the season. Thank you very much to all the team accounts on Twitter who have been wonderful in interacting with us uh, week after week. Uh, thank you to Jabalab for uh, their continued support of the podcast. Uh, please check out their podcast as well. It's uh, an excellent review uh, with a team of guys uh, going over all of the action from the latest race. And of course, I think we can't go anywhere without thanking Helles, Dion, and all the members of the JMC for all the wonderful hard work that they've put in in bringing us this fabulous season. Uh, I look very much forward to seeing the new content, uh, the tie-up with Formula E, the Marble League in June, as we've mentioned, uh, and more. So uh, thank you very much, guys, and we will see you again very soon. Bye-bye.